Maybe it was hugs. <laughs> hugs? Like physical that's contact? It, that's how it started. Yeah, physical contact from... Do we know what we're talking about? Am I just going to talk about myself No, Nathan's just still trying to think. He's trying to think about I hugs. don't know if I'll remember. It was just that it had something to do with physical contact. And um, Nathan's over here like, y'all ever been hugged before? <laughs> <laughs> and you ever think about how hugs as an adoptee are weird? <laughs> a little weird about the hugs. That's funny. You're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The John Chi Show. I am Patrick Armstrong, here with my fellow co-hosts, Nathan Nowak and KJ Relke. Boys... How are we doing today? Good, good. I'm tired. Aww. Are you tired? But I'm yeah. Which, dude, it's no fault of my own. I'm just moving. I mean, wait. It's an it's exclusively my own fault. Not through no fault of my own. It's exclusively my own fault. I played video games all day because I had the day off. <laughs> and uh, when I do that, sometimes I get more tired. So, I, I, I mean, it's been enjoyable, but I'm tired. I resonate with that very strongly. Mm, yeah, I feel like sometimes when I play too many video games i've actually just am way more physically exhausted <laughs> <laughs> yeah my brain is like i don't know how to focus on anything that's like not that far away so maybe fix your eyeballs <laughs> i used to i in college i would used to pass out playing video games and i was still just playing <laughs> and i'd just be just my characters just running up against the wall and i'm perfect just, <laughs> i have definitely done that in bed when i was playing on my phone before and i fall asleep and uh, phone yeah. would still be running you yeah. ever read in bed and like fall asleep and you drop the thing that you're reading on your face dude my wife <laughs> reads in bed and regularly her kindle <laughs> will fall on my face oh no, why is why is yeah, it above your she's like, your she's face. like on me she's like laying on me oh. reading or whatever and then <laughs> sexy uh, reading you'll just no <laughs> and then, then you'll hear and she'll still be asleep and i'll be like ow <laughs> incredible i like that it doesn't startle her awake it, yeah. she's just it's like honestly amazing right yeah <laughs> i wonder how far she's gotten in the reading anyways this is the john chi show nathan for any new listeners who might be joining us what does john chi mean john chi means uh, to feast um we are feasting and celebrating on our korean adoption heritage and shared stories um and we feast on a drink or snack at the end of the, the show Hopefully something uh, that we haven't had before, which we also, haven't actually even discussed what we're going to have today. So it'll be a surprise. My favorite. And hopefully yeah. not expired. <laughs> hopefully not expired. Usually it's a Korean snack or drink. Although I think this month's box is kind of a grab bag of things. Yeah, we're branching out. But yeah, if you, this is your first time listening, sometimes we do solos, sometimes we do interviews. This one is a solo. And uh, in particular, this is a the Johnchi Boys catch up with each other because Patrick has had some life things that seem cool uh, that are marginally related to what we're talking about. So we decided it's podcast worthy. Uh, so Patrick, you recently went to Arizona to the Grand Canyon with your wife. How was it, man? Also, why? <laughs> yeah, that is correct, sir. I did go to those places with that person and we had a great time. Um, Grand Canyon's always been a bucket list place of mine to go to. Um, specifically, it became that in parks when Parks and Recreation was parks, out. I was going to ask yeah. you if that was when, when April and Andy were just like, let's yeah, just go. But they, I love the sea. I love them just going because I'm like, why? Why don't I just do that? Like, why okay, don't I just did, get my car and drive? drive? To no, we didn't. We flew. Yeah, because that's a uh, well, long we did fly to Phoenix drive. and then drove to yeah. up to Flagstaff where we yeah. stayed, and then drove again and one more hour and a half to the Grand Canyon. Um, but that was one of that was like really solidified in my mind i just i love that scene and there's just like the freeness i think of it like to just yeah. go and do that i have driven west from indianapolis or yeah from indianapolis when i lived in san diego when i moved out there i drove and didn't stop by the grand canyon but did make that full drive very long yeah. um it was great though and was honestly it, grand? it was Ooh. more than it was honestly <laughs> more than grand 
if you can believe it. The wow. picture, Emily actually got some really good pictures from the helicopter ride that we took over the canyon. But even those pictures don't do it justice. Do I they still like, have that like glass bridge thing? Is that still a thing? Oh yeah, I did hear about that. I haven't seen uh, it. Uh, maybe on the North Rim. I don't know. We, we're North Rim is closed currently. We're in the South Rim, I guess, okay. because in the winter months, um, that area of the park is closed. Um, the helicopter ride was cool. Like the Grand Canyon, honestly, I just can't, it's hard to even describe. Like, yeah. it is really like that vast. A really and big ditch. <laughs> a huge ditch huge huge ditch takes a ton of glass to fill that ditch somebody up. put a god-sized hole <laughs> in the earth um what's what so learned a lot of wild things about it that i just i guess i just didn't know but it's only a mile deep like at, on average a mile down which is i guess is a lot but like i don't i don't know it feels like it's not that much when you think about it on average i think 18 miles or 10 miles across but 18 at the at the largest peak per point in, in distance and then 270 some miles long. So it's huge. Like yeah. it's gigantic. It's, it's grand. It's, it truly is grand. Um, one of the most interesting things though, that we learned was that all of that area used to be ocean. Like it all used to be underwater. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It was just that I just felt like that fact couple. I don't, that fact just made me think about and seeing things like the Grand Canyon always make me think about time and just perspective. And that was the best thing that the Grand Canyon was my favorite thing because it just helps me think about perspective. And I think when you see something that large, it can be really easy to be like, I'm small and insignificant and I don't matter. But I don't know, for me, I feel like going and seeing those places and thinking about all of this time that it takes to like create something like that. And it just makes it makes me feel like those things are more important. Like my life actually has more meaning because of that. I don't know why. It just feels like you. We are we take up so little space in the grand scheme of everything that you have to do with that little space what you can in that time, whatever you want to do. But I think I don't know. For me, it just makes me think of that, and that's the perspective I think is that I feel renewed and, and mo- re-motivated and inspired to do the things that I want to do because it's like, you only have so much time. And like, I'm not like the Grand Canyon is going to get maybe half a millimeter deeper while I'm alive. And that's not very much time. Yeah. But like, I think about like when I went and saw the city of Akrotiri in Greece, which is 4,000 years old. And it's just thinking about that's all that's, I can't even comprehend that amount of time. So going to the Grand Canyon was great because it did help me. It, it's just one of those things that I got to check off the list that is my bucket and just got to have that refreshed, renewed perspective. Mm-hmm. No, it's very true. I mean, the fact that it is so large and so big can make you feel minuscule or insignificant in a way. But at the same time, it's, uh, you know, you hear that, uh, you know, that that cliche, I, I guess, of that it was caused by something as simple as running water. That's yeah, yeah, wild. Just I mean, carries it away to the ocean. Over time, you the know, Colorado it wasn't, it wasn't instant. It wasn't immediate. It was just over time. It you know made the uh, made the Grand Canyon, and so um, maybe that's uh, something to take away. Is that every once in a while, you know, it might not happen the first time. Then just you know, <laughs> it will eventually keep happen. Just keep wait working at billions it. Billions of years. <laughs> wait billions of years. <laughs> <laughs> After multiple ice ages a few and the thousand dinosaurs centuries. are gone. Like, um, it's like the old ketchup saying, best things come to those who wait. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. That was a tangent. My weird sorry. earth science thing is I was recently reminded uh, in a philosophy podcast of all places that fossils are not actually the bones. Like they're not like the skeletal bones, skeletal remains of whatever animal. It's just like fossilized sediment that's in the shape of the bones right and i was like Imprint. what <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i missed that day in history science class or if i just like forgot that fact but yeah i was like what so that just like wrinkled my brain for a minute and that also um so that was a philosophy podcast about young earth creationism which argues from a quote biblical standpoint that the earth is only like 6,000 to 10,000 years old. So the grand Canyon (laughs) is literally an act of God and couldn't be the slow, subtle change of a river across billions of years. So, you know, it's not a, it's a whole thing. Uh, It's really, 
yeah, it was a fun podcast to listen to, but that's all I have to contribute to the <laughs> earth science portion of the John Chi show. That's funny. Um, I guess in to relate it to again, I guess to relate it to what we talk about on the show. And like you said, it was tangentially or could be tangentially related is that I think about all the time that I've lost as an adoptee of like myself and knowing who I am and all of this like feeling of regret or mistakes made and wanting to make up for all of that time, like seeing going to those places and experiencing a somewhere that has so much of that history of mm. just of depth. I don't know what other word to describe it um, to use to describe it, but just all of that makes me realize again, like the significance of every moment I guess that I have. And I still like, I came home and I found myself, playing video games for like two hours How the, other dare day. You? the other day and it's like God. you're not taking you just had this perspective change and you're not taking advantage of it and it's just like also the realization that it's not all going to happen at once and you can't just do a great thing every second you know i'm not <laughs> superman i guess and even superman was not infallible so yeah superman went to high school <laughs> he did go to high school caused lots of problems yep <laughs> but yeah that's what i mean just to relate it to that just like the search for knowing that there's so much that I'll never know probably. And so much that I working really hard to try and know again, um, or learn for the first time that I should have already known like language is, um, just takes on just added significance, I think. Mm -hmm. And then while you were there, you found a Korean restaurant. I did. Speaking of language, um, in Flagstaff and, on San Francisco Street, I think it's like a main little strip there, is just a nondescript white building that is a authentic Korean restaurant. And uh, I knew that we had to eat there at least once. Um, <laughs> so one day, it. when the day we were going to originally go to the Grand Canyon, it snowed. And it snowed so much that when we were going up the hill to get to the gate of the Grand Canyon to go in, a bunch of people got stuck in the hill, like oh, no. hundred oh, cars. And we were one of the cars that got stuck there somehow <laughs> did not slide down and crash into other vehicles, got turned around and got out of there. But because of that, our plan was sullied. So we went back to the town and we're like, okay, this is a good time to go eat at the restaurant. And so we pop in there and there's like six tables. There's a six top, <laughs> a couple, four tops and a couple, two tops. And then a counter where there's seats, but no one can sit there because there's not enough room. Um, we sit down and the the woman who owns the restaurant comes out and she says hi and I say Anyaseo and she goes Anyaseo and then she's like launches into Korean and, and I'm like, like no nope. <laughs> abort abort the mission <laughs> I, I no you know I I was just like ne at the end I was like, nee. <laughs> and she was like okay and she just walked away and it was hilarious but it like. <laughs> It, may, it I was just hilarious. It was it was a hilarious moment, and she was super nice. Um, and the food was literally. I was telling you guys before we got on here, but the best Korean food I've had in the United States, uh, anywhere. It was fantastic. I had kimchi jjigae, and it was so good. I was like, I was honestly couldn't believe it. I was like, I don't think this is real, but it was real. Um. But just that whole language thing just made me laugh because it was like, even, I, I if I hadn't gone to Korea and had that same interaction in Korea and then been like, then them not care, I probably would have freaked out and had like a terrible reaction or experience at the restaurant thinking like, oh my God, I just fucked up. Like, I was just like, she probably thinks I'm like making fun of her or something because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just all these different things of like not being able to respond or be more or be conversational in the language just running through my mind, but I was just like, I think she gets it. I don't think I have to explain it. <laughs> yeah. She probably it's, is like blaming your parents who are Korean in her mind. That, may, like, that very your well, parents, your Korean parents failed you. And you're like, very well, you don't so. even know the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, at least you tried and didn't mess up. Like I didn't say hello instead of thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's, it can be interchangeable sometimes. I feel like an SAO or I don't know. Anyways, definitely I'm going to cut that out. Um, <laughs> I think we, <laughs> um, this anyways. reminds me again of, of that transformers bit where he goes, what's the past? 
passcode. And the actor goes, Das Vidanya. And then the, the Russian guy's like, That means goodbye. And he closes the slit. You're like, They're not at all interchangeable. <laughs> they, they don't interchange that way. Um, but amazing. And ended up going back again the following day. Um, I don't think that she recognized the lady recognized me to be honest because she was she was sitting there having a meal with some other people so it was fine. Um, but then had another amazing uh, meal, just as good. Um, what was your so dish spicy bulgogi. Some spicy pork bulgogi. Chicken, pork, beef, pork. pork. It was very, Sounds very, good. very, very good. Um, some of the best, uh, just regular straight up kimchi I've ever had. And like I don't know, it's just the whole thing was amazing. The only knock. The only wow. knock that I have is on the menu. It says that they have Terra, but they did not have any Terra beer. Oh, um, so that's like people. If you, if you know, you know that that's my favorite. Um, and that was one of the things that she responded in Korean to me as like, I asked for the, t- if I could get a Terra and she like launched into something where I could tell she was explaining why it was there, but they didn't have it. I don't know exactly what she was saying. So I was like, eh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, so that's my only knock is that they tricked me on the menu and withheld my favorite beer from me. Um, and I don't know why. But, you should take it personally, though. <laughs> I, I did take it personally. Now, is that your favorite beer of all beers or just your favorite Korean beer? It's it's become my favorite beer of all beers. If I can oh, have it, I will okay. have it. Um, nice. I'm is a light it beer person. Because it's a Korean beer. No, <laughs> I, I just genuinely like right. it. Really enjoy the taste of it, hmm. and yeah, I just drink a lot of it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I can't even think how it tastes actually compared to other beers. I mean, yeah. I know it's a light beer, but is that the one that we've gotten in LA that's like typically paired with soju? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I yeah. guess they all kind of either are. that or height, but. Yeah, height height's the one that, but it, this is the green yeah. bottle one. Right? Green bottles, green yeah. bottle, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the big, t- yeah, okay, yeah. And then yeah. there's Cass and Obi are the other two. Obi, yeah, yeah. I've never had Korean beer, mekju, if you will, without soju, and that's been every time I've had that, it's been fun. And then I've had massive regrets later that <laughs> night. So <laughs> don't get peer pressured into it, dude. Uh, just be like, no, I'm not doing that. I just want no. The beer. I just well, the first time I had never done it, and then the second time I kind of did it on accident. Uh, <laughs> How do you do that on accident? So, Classic. well, the first time I was sitting with a <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Matt Delatour. Oh, well, that makes sense. Uh, and I knew what I was getting into. Now. And it was the yeah. first time we were in L.A., you know, whatever. The second time uh, it was when Jerry and Patrick were in Carrollton, I think. And we oh, had, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mikju and Soju. And I was like, well, this time I just won't like mix them. I'll just drink them at the same time. Still mixing in my tummy. Wasn't a good time. So <laughs> oh, no. I've since learned just soju for, for this old boy. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. It did make me excited and ready to go back to Korea. Yeah. Which you're doing this summer? Yes. Doing that this summer. Um, going to be there for two weeks. Going to go to Khan and then going <laughs> to leave straight from Chicago and go to Korea. Is that Ica and then an extra week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the extra week will actually be before. So oh, okay, I'll be cool. there a week before the conference, uh, just hanging out, doing stuff. And then the conference is the following week, and I'll come home, I think, on Monday or Tuesday, probably. Oh, Whatever yeah, is yeah. the cheapest day. Yeah, there's a week between Khan and Ica. And Khan's uh, actually going to have like a little Ica gathering um, there um, for anybody who's also going to Ica so that they can get together and just you know know some people meet yeah in yeah. case you're you're going to icon and you don't know anybody so I'm telling you just roll up in a john t-shirt that you can't get apparently they're freaking limited edition ones ah. <laughs> <laughs> Limit, limited edition ones that we don't have yeah. mine are getting holes in them i've been wearing them so much actually oh uh, yeah i know mine's yeah. kind of fading i'm like i need to get i don't even have now. one <laughs> that's your own fault what? bro yeah. i know i feel stupid and i hate it <laughs> I hate it even saying it out loud. <laughs> I feel stupid and I hate it. I don't have a t-shirt. I don't have a t-shirt. My own, my own show's t-shirt. Right. I think it's because I've secretly just always wanted to, to design my own um, and haven't yet. All and right. so I'm like, I'm not buying it. All right. Well, we can talk about We're that. We're going to work on that. We got some um, other things we're working on. I Speaking of things that I'm working on, um, I don't know why. So in the midst of all this like chat GPT craze, I've been using it a lot for work. It's been a great coding companion because sometimes I'm like kind of out of my depth. But one day I decided let's write a song together. I had been listening to... Mm. 
a lot of different things about how to like quote get the most out of ChatGPT or how to extend the model or you know whatever. So uh, I did that and I thought it was really good. Um, and I just wanted to oh this is like kind of kind of far back, but my the first thing I did was I asked it about me, and then I was like oh it, he's like I can't. I can't tell you anything. I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Then I sent it my blog post about the adoption apocalypse. And then it was like, okay. And then I was like, all right, so let's write a song about that. And then it's, it's about some things out. And so I'm like working on this song with ChatGPT about the adoption apocalypse. And then I sent it the three songs that I have on Spotify. And I said, okay, now write it in my style. And then I had it like describe my writing style to me, you know, whatever, and all these kinds of things. So it's like having a, you know, like a songwriting companion alongside of it and so like there aren't some like there's little bits that i'm like okay this is interesting i I like some of the words here uh and then some of it i'm like this is dumb but i like the idea or this is like this is not gonna work at all but i don't know it's exciting to me and i've just been it's been interesting like because my opinion of adoption my language around adoption is pretty niche to me and the two of you and some listeners <laughs> of the john g show like i was like curious to see what chat gpt knew how much of its own quote unquote uh thoughts on adoptions would be and how that would influence the writing but yeah i don't know have you have, have y'all played with chat gpt and explored any like adoption or like more philosophical ideas with it haven't even typed the words chat GPT into my browser search bar. One time. My right. friends are very surprised that I have not dabbled in any AI. That does like, that actually is surprising me. to me too. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's not that I'm like, I don't know. Like, so, so my friend asked me why I haven't done it. And I, I explained as like, I kind of feel like just like an old man who had, just doesn't <laughs> want to learn something new, even though I know it's supposed to be there helping to teach me in a way or do <laughs> things for me. So it's not like I'm learning anything, but I'm learning how to interact with it, I guess. Um, and I just was like, no, nah, I don't, I just don't really feel like uh, doing anything yet. But um, yeah, but I have still never been to the the app or the website or or any any of that. So uh, one of these days, maybe when I'm real bored. Any uh, any lyrics that it spit out that you were really? Yeah, I know you said there was like some. You're like, oh, that's pretty good. Like anything that stood out to you, you were what like, what the hell? The How did you get that? How did you get that? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so right. okay, so one of the things that I've I've wanted to do, and, and I've had a, a, a number of things in my mind, and actually is a confluence of things. It was listening to this podcast about how to get the most out of ChatGPT from like kind of a philosophical level uh, from someone who works in AI, the AI department of Google, and then also listening to. Uh, fake doctors, real friends, the scrub rewatch podcast where Zach Braff says, ChatGPT, write me a scene of scrubs where JD and Turk go to the zoo or something. I don't know, whatever. And so like they prompted and then it, it spits out a thing. So I've like, I've, I had those things kind of rattling around in my brain and I've always wanted to write about, I mean, I like writing about adoption and, and this kind of thing. And, um, so we went through, a number of first, like just different allegories, metaphors, images for adoption. And so for a while we were like kind of on the idea of like a a seed that was like transplanted in like a different area. And I was like, okay, I like that. And, but then like, as it, as it wrote lyrics, I was like, this is not feeling right. This is not so much about like, it captures kind of that nature nurture argument, but not Mm. in a good way. And I was like, all right, well, I don't, I don't really want to say this. Let's like, what's a different, um, uh, another allegory. So this Chad GPT said one possible allegory would be the journey of a bird who is born in one nest and then raised in another. The bird may feel a sense of duality and struggle to find its place in the world as it's torn between its original nest and its new one. I was like, oh, that's like, maybe All that's All right, good. AI, you back know? the frick up. <laughs> so I was like, maybe that's good, you know, whatever. So we spent a long time in the plant metaphor and whatever. But then I was like, okay, I'm not really feeling this. And I say, let's try something else. And it gave me the idea of a puzzle piece, which actually uh, me and friend of the show, um, Lauren, uh, 
have talked about like kind of adoption feeling like a puzzle and whatever um and then it, it it spat out okay how about using the image of a puzzle instead the puzzle represents the idea of being made up of many different pieces that come together to form a complete picture in the context of adoption this could represent the adoptee's journey to discover and integrate all the different parts of their identity for example the chorus could be and here's the the lyrics piece by piece i'm putting myself together finding where i fit in finding what's forever a puzzle incomplete but still worth fighting for to find the missing pieces and be whole once more and for the verses you could use imagery of a different puzzle pieces that represent different aspects of the adoptee's identity such as family culture history etc the pre-chorus could then tie these pieces together using the image of a completed puzzle as a metaphor for a sense of belonging and completion and i was like <laughs> damn what the fuck? Wow. It's so See, good. That's so maybe wild. it's more that I'm scared of AI now. Yeah, that made me. That honestly terrified me. But no, but, also was incredible. But it the thing is, incredible. is like if I was working with another songwriter, right. we would be doing the same, same thing. process. So would, it would yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, here's what I want to talk about. What can we use to like wrap this in metaphor? You know, and then what right. can we use to so like it? But it took me a long time to train the AI to be like, well, here's how I'm thinking about it. Here's how I want to think about it. Okay, so that was gonna be my question. It's just like you keep feeding it things yep. to mm -hmm. learn the ideas of what you want like at least the structure and then it can pull from yeah it's very, all the vastness to create whatever it it's can't, but if you send it certain things then it can it'll only pull from the input yeah it doesn't necessarily okay. have like unfettered access to the internet mm -hmm. quite yet uh, it just okay. has like that's yes, there's like, that's like a lot of blocks and whatever <laughs> but yeah it's not we're not there right, yet. We're not, yeah we're not <laughs> quite oh, yet. that's incredible i mean that's wild because that sounds to me like someone well versed in the experience yeah. of adoption and right. the adoptee yeah. experience mm -hmm. in particular and who's very well who can very well articulate that experience i'm yeah, like damn it. i never even would have thought of talking about it like that in yeah exactly terms. and that was just like but when i read that i was like oh this is so inspiring yeah now i can jump in and so it's sure. like it's kind of the it's like a hack to getting around like the blank page syndrome of like if for writers mm -hmm. like the scariest thing is the blank page or for painters like the scariest thing is the blank canvas whatever but like yeah. if you can like get a tool that helps you get around that quickly then you can start putting your own touches in that and whatever you know and i think that that's important so. so the skill really lies in knowing what to give, what information to share yeah. in order to create something. Yeah. Uh, but I, I loved it because like in this, this other podcast, I was like, um, the, the guest was talking about like how this can democratize a lot of things in a way that like Canva democratized graphic design for a lot of people. You don't have to know how to do Photoshop. You like, there's a lot of, really great templates on there so like while it's still possible to make bad designs on canva it actually takes more work to make poorly designed things in so that no one should really go with any poorly designed thing in this day and age if they have access to the internet <laughs> and access to technology there's no reason for something to be like poorly designed right that's Whereas true. like before that was like a pretty big kind of gatekeeper gatekeeper thing that sets apart like big brands from other you know like startup whatevers and so i was thinking about this and how like again assuming you have access to the internet and tech and all that kind of stuff which is already kind of its own buried entry but um in america assuming you have access to those things like this can then democratize like what if you have a lot of ideas and you just can't quite figure out the words this is a way to like help you express yourself uh, it's a way to help provide language and do it like and mass like and and add like just a lot of content out there in a way that i think can be really powerful and could be good ultimately for our community so if you're out there and you're like oh yeah i want to like write a blog post but i don't like because i have this idea but i don't quite know maybe it's easier to have a conversation about it with a chat gpt who then will also do you the work of like spitting out 500 words and you just have to edit some of them versus you having to write those 500 words yourself which i thought was really interesting that's wild because literally today tiktok showed me an ad for an app that does all of that <laughs> like to make yeah. you it makes you essentially it'll make your content for you mm -hmm. and then it'll write the script it'll come up with the picture and then it'll feed the script onto your screen while you record yourself saying it yeah i'm like is am i doing this wrong <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I doing this shit wrong? <laughs> where where were you in college? I, am more, but I mean, to hear you talk about it, like, 
it's harder. You do more work to make something bad. I'm like, have I been working too hard (laughs) (laughs) to create stuff? I'm like, what the fuck (laughs) am I doing? But I think I get so wrapped up in this idea of authenticity and not wanting to one plagiarize someone. Yeah. um, But two, be just be known as uh, someone who's just derivative and not. And the thing is though, like we kind of all are at the end of the day, like all the information that I know and spout off and talk about here on this show or elsewhere is all information I've gotten from other people um, outside of my own lived experience. So I just think it's so interesting because I'm like, now I'm like questioning all of these things that I've made in the last two weeks. I'm like, I got to go back and fix all this stuff. Like, why am I switching the template out and then these things just leave it, just leave it. They've already made it and it works. So I'm just having realizations right now. And I'm thanking you for <laughs> opening my, opening my third eye to why so templates I, why are there exist? Why yeah. templates exist? So I also heard though that somebody had created something to cross-reference um, documents with AI re- content, essentially mm-hmm. finding and flagging stuff that is AI written. Because yes. if you think about it, how many people are going to be using it for college papers or or you know business proposals or things? And at what point does it become, like you said, plagiarizing because it is using the same content or uh, something written by AI and not really your own words? Um, so somebody was writing something to help flag that, which mm-hmm. seems interesting. It almost seems like anti-AI or, I mean. Well, okay. So like, this is, this is not a tech podcast, but basically. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> just thinking, I'm like, we've transitioned from adoption <laughs> to technology. Well, but it'll, it'll come back to the idea of plagiarism <laughs> and authenticity and, and whatever. But basically early days. So currently we're on chat GPT version four. Version four is paid. Uh, so the, the latest free tier is version 3.5 as of this recording but i think when it was released it was like version one and version one especially was basically just like a high-powered probability model that takes in a bunch of like data and then based on that data says well this is your most likely next word until Mm -hmm. like within the parameters of whatever you give it right and so the ai has no sense of what the words mean it only knows that like this string of characters is a word and that word is going to be pro- the most likely next word to like like the pre- like about. the email predictive text or like the yeah, predictive exactly. text on google docs or something. so if you were to just like or uh yeah the on your iphone like just the predictive next word mm-hmm. so if you start typing some words <laughs> and then just hit the prompts Eventually, it starts becoming nonsense, right? Oh, yeah. Very yeah. quickly, to and be so honest. Basically, yeah, right. <laughs> I've done it many times. So, yeah, exactly. It's really fun. ChatGPT is just like a better version of that. Okay. And so this person wrote a program and say like, hey, if this follows this kind of thing, we're going to be able to detect the nonsensical <laughs> language that comes up, right? Uh, However, the thing about like writing college essays is like, especially when you think about it from like a liberal arts perspective, if you're doing like a, a an art critique of some type, whether it's movies or literature or whatever, then it's like, you probably aren't going to say anything new, anything that hasn't been said before, right? Like that's what mm. we were talking about. Like everything under the sun has been said and done before. However, it's the uniqueness of your lived experience and your like perspective that's going to add something new to that conversation, right? you know? And so like for me, it's not like I'm sure that I'm not the first person. I I, I know for verifiably, I'm not the first person to think about adoption as as a puzzle and like that kind of thing. Right. I'm probably not even the first person to try to write a song with that type of thing, right? But it's my lived experience and like my my point of view and my voice that I'm gonna use to be able to do that. And so it's not so much that ChatGPT is gonna like uh, plagiarize me. Well, I mean, I guess it could if I just said write me a song and then I used it to do any right. check. Right. Cause like the idea is like, if I know actually, Oh, Chad GPT pulled from this artist. So I can directly reference this artist. Then I say, this is a, this is a reference. It's an inspiration, whatever. And there's no problem with that. Like you cite your sources and papers and on Instagram all the time. Right. But if you don't, if you're just saying, do the work for me, that's not, not really what we're trying to get at it. But if you're saying cut through all the boring crap so that I can get my, I can hone my idea and get it out there and sort cited appropriately and all those kinds of things well then it makes it even easier to really speak like we were talking about last time about like finding your voice making it resonate and all those kinds of things chat gbt if you know that you got to cut a 10-foot statue of the david but it's got like 
three feet on each side that's got to go away, why wouldn't you just use like a huge saw to just cut off those three sides instead of taking a tiny hammer and chisel and chiseling all, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's like get through the, the boring stuff so that you can put your mark on it. So, and I think that to, to me, this provides a tool to be like, okay, I've got a good starting point. Now I actually want to like figure out how I want to go from here. I wonder how many people will believe that everything you just said was written by chat GPT. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Chad GPT sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us. That's robots. so fast. It's super fascinating, honestly. Like I haven't I've I feel like I've read a couple things about it. And honestly, I feel like a couple of things that I did read were negative things. Yeah. But I think that was early days and it sounds like it's obviously come a long way in three and a half versions. Um or so. So that's really interesting. And it's interesting to think about how I can again maybe help people cut through the fog for lack of a better term of these conversations that we have around adoption. Um, especially when we're trying to articulate something about it and we're struggling, you know, and if there's a resource out there that can help us explain it a little bit more succinctly, even though you have to feed it all that information for it to <laughs> be able to start to do so, you know, that I think could be very beneficial. Yeah. Well, and the benefit too is like this, I have, so you can like save since neither of you have used it, you can save your chat history. Mm. Uh, and so like in one chat window, like this one is called writing a song together. So this will be the chat that I always use to write songs. Uh, uh, okay. ones you're not say, having like, the same conversation with it over. Like every right, time you exactly. want to write a song, you're like, all right, let's go back through this. But I have like a ton of other ones and I'm like, this is like, this is for WordPress. And so I just have conversations about WordPress with it. So Interesting. those aren't like blended contexts. If that makes sense. That makes sense. So well, at the moment, I have no need for chat GPT, but it is definitely sound intriguing. I mean, you could have it write a bedtime story for your kids or you could have it. You could say, I have this Lego set and this Lego set. Put it together. Write, oh. <laughs> write me a story that involves these two that I can turn into a reel. Like, I don't know. It's or just, you could say. That's the thing, though, is like, that's this is where, like, ChatGPT inherently will not come up with any ideas for you. Right. Like, right. You have to be able to create. It's like you are still required for that spark, that initial kind of idea and whatever. And ChatGPT at that point just becomes another tool in your tool belt to be like, how can I get this idea out in the world? Yeah, I saw somebody post uh, about... Uh, having asking chat GBT to make a recipe with these ingredients of, you know, to make something. And I was like, but can't you just Google that? Like, couldn't you just say, yeah, I have these ingredients and Google would tell you the same recipe. I wonder if that recipe would be any good. I don't know. Like, that's what I was curious as yeah. well. I'm like, did, did chat GBT make it up or did they pull from the internet as well? Uh, some sort of a recipe and say, Oh, here's what I found essentially, you know, these ingredients and maybe it, will taste good. I don't know. Make me um, a Korean recipe. <laughs> I don't know. For now, I'm just going to be the grumpy old man saying, no, it's no, it's snack time now. <laughs> I want to think on my own. I want to think on my own. <laughs> I will say, uh, this is how I imagine Ask Jeeves was supposed oh, to yeah. work. Because oh, sure, sure. I type the idea a, of it was. I type in a question and it prompts me, it gives me text-based answers back not just like because like back when i was a kid uh not to not to show my age uh but i was a a young child when ask jeeves came out or when i was aware of it and i didn't know how search engines worked so mm. when i asked jeeves a question and it just sent me a bunch of links i was like what the f is this what am i supposed right. to do with this crap so yeah you didn't tell me the answer to my question <laughs> yeah you just what i don't even know what what is this website it reminds me of like uh wreck it ralph when they talk to jeeves and, they, and he starts uh, asking it questions and he starts predictive texting, uh, like coming up with things before they <laughs> oh, even say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like, well, would you like to do this? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Just hold no. on. Let me That's finish funny. my question. Yeah. That's uh, good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Has anyone else used it for anything? Uh, feel free to, you know, write no. us because that'd be curious. <laughs> yeah. No. I'd be curious what other people, what, you know, ah. what other um uses and uh i don't know just you know what other uh of our listeners are are utilizing it maybe well, it'll convince me to check it out <laughs> i didn't check it out for a long time because i was like yeah. i don't see the point but now i'm like oh this is interesting 
Hmm. I mean, you got me interested. Like I almost (laughs) wanted to check it out while you were telling me about it. So (laughs) I feel like that's in my future now. So. <laughs> just so you guys know the next time I text you it's actually going to be through J- 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 <laughs> don't tell people well this is tech time with the John G boys yeah, that was a long this has been tech, tech time range. I guess I should yeah. say uh, okay. it's made me quite hungry are we going to do yeah. a snack or let's do we do have it. time yeah no, go find something let's, let's eat mukcha alright cool well when we come back we will have some sort of snack I think Welcome back to the John G Show food snacky portion. Um, we've got something interesting from a brand that I have never heard of that we've never had snacks from. Yeah. Yay, new things. It looks German. So the the brand is Guggen? Like, yes. So, Guggen. 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 I don't know how to do the E with an umlaut above it. I know. it's But it's... All right. It says made in South Korea, so I knew it was Korean, and it's not expired. <laughs> um, I don't believe you. And uh, it, anyways, anyway. what I was going to bring up is that I can feel through the bag some of these things because I thought I heard you say soft pretzels, and I was like, no, I don't. I'm already not going to enjoy this. But these are really hard. <laughs> no, these look like hard, crunchy pretzels, and they they feel very yeah. small. Oh, Very really? small pretzel-sized flat pieces is what I'm feeling. Because on the picture on the front is like a huge giant pretzel. So and Probably it's a garlic butter sure. flavor, garlic clove, and a slice of butter. Yeah, slice of butter, stick. That's a whole Tooth stick of butter. Like butter. Oh. Yeah, this is BTS's favorite pretzel. <laughs> this is BTS' favorite pretzel. This is BTS's favorite pretzel. No, I don't know if it is. It's gonna. Oh my! It's gonna shoot don't through the lie. roof now, though. Yeah, so it's Guggen. The Korean says, Kozohan Botoe Pungmi Wa Male Kamchil Mat. Didn't we have something else that was garlicky? Wait, Pure Chel. That was not the easiest to open. Was it not? Also, very small product. Like airplane Ritz Chex Mix style. Oh, very garlicky. Heavy on the garlic. Heavy on the garlic. Well, good. It keeps the the vampires away. Literally, are smooth like butter because they're coated in butter. Whoa! Oh yeah, that is like one clove per tiny pretzel. Oh, dude, this is this intense. That's going in a meal. No vampires are coming around here tonight. Very Korean. The amount of garlic being used (laughs) (laughs) in 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 the snack dang yeah wow. that's, that's like the i most feel like this will be good added to like a noodle dish or something like that was just plain to give us some crunch and then some extra garlic do you like crunchy noodles yeah i like crunchy you like crunchy nudes i love i love crunching nudes dude. <laughs> no not crunching crunchy. <laughs> uh, that too look man i don't care what you do to your nudes bloobs and nudes bloobs and nudes it's gonna come out Trust me, I've already created it. That's the shirt. I've already created the, the shirt. We just got to get need. it online. I would see that's a sticker I would endorse and sell and get rid of hundreds of. It has nothing to do with the Johnji show. Know. <laughs> What's the Johnji show about? Nudes and blue. What the heck is this? It's a it's an inside joke. You wouldn't understand. I don't even know what episode we talked about that on. But yeah, this is this is like the ago. most garlic on a on a snack. I almost can't eat any more of them. To be honest, uh, it's like almost too it's much. Like, yeah, the garlic is so strong, it's like turning into a spice almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's becoming a sharp flavor. But which if is you smell it, not it, something I It doesn't smell garlic. garlicky. That's the crazy part. Like, it actually smells buttery. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, does. it smells like popcorn. Yeah. Like buttery movie popcorn. Right. But when you taste it, it's like garlic. <laughs> it leaves a residue on my fingers. Yeah. Not unlike yeah. popcorn butter. Yes. Huh. Um, I just thought that it was interesting that it's a look a German looking name for the company. On the back, there's a nutrition packs nutrition facts for U.S. consumers, also a nutrition information for Australian consumers, 
also a valeur nutritive for Canadian consumers. Mm. So why they have three levels of nutrition facts is pretty interesting. Um, but yeah. I got to let you know. Those I don't know, man. Series. I mean, it's super good, but... It's not bad. It's just too much garlic. It's a, it is a lot. That's making it a two two 2.5 for me. 2.5? Wow. It's too much garlic to me. Wow. I love garlic, too. Huh. I love garlic. And this is too much. Like, I can't even eat anymore. It's giving me a headache, I think. No offense to the to the product or Guggen or whoever. I mean, I <laughs> would like a little less garlic, but at the same time, if I'm eating something that says garlic butter pretzels, I mean, you know, how can I? I like, mean, that's a good point. Yeah, how can that's I? I mean, point. if I don't like garlic, I'm probably not going <laughs> to eat the garlic butter pretzel. So definitely not, okay. Actually, definitely not false advertising for sure, right? You know, we've had stuff that said you know it was like apple flavor or something, and it was like this doesn't taste like apple. All right, I'm doing yeah. a John Chi retroactive rating review, and <laughs> I'm giving it. I'm bumping it up to a three because okay. I think you're right. I I I like garlic, and I ate this snack well knowing that garlic was the first word written yeah. on the package, so I should have been prepared. So I'm bumping it up to a three. I'll, bring, okay. I'll give it a three. I like, I like that you're like, you know what? I see how this is my fault. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm willing to admit accountability problem. for <laughs> good miss miss uh miss rating this. <laughs> so I apologize. I apologize. You know what? Even because of that, I'll eat another one while we're sitting here. All right, go ahead. Wow. So Nathan, what do you? What was your rating though? I really don't have anything bad to say about it. I mean, yeah, it is. It is a lot of garlic, more than I expected. And it's not like it tastes bad. It's just more than you expect. So I'm gonna give it a three five, three point five. And it's not, you know, it's not in the four to five range yet. Um, but I'll give it a three point five. Interesting. Um, okay, so A, don't love that the bag was hard to open. B, don't love that have to eat it in the bag, which is not like Guggen's fault, obviously. Uh, if it were me, I would pour it into a bowl. Right. What am I using? Letters? So C, uh, I don't love the wetness and like the stickiness of the butter. Mm -hmm. That's real gross. I don't like eating things that I feel like I have to wear gloves. <laughs> to like keep my hands clean. The one exception being nacho cheese Doritos. Mm. Uh, just, just destroy those. But every rule has an exception, right? Um, then, yeah, the, the garlic is really strong. The butter's really strong. I To your point, Nathan, they did nail, nail the flavors like right on the head, but it's really more like they slapped you in the face and also stabbed you in the back with these flavors. Like it's like... <laughs> It's very intense. And the garlic did both somehow. Yeah. Well, the butter slapped you in the face and the garlic stabbed you in the back. Because you thought, you're like, you thought garlic was your friend. <laughs> I was born in the garlic. I was born in the garlic. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Anyways, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I genuinely enjoy it. Uh, and it's a lot. And I think if I was eating it with chopsticks, or mm. some like some other mm. with, eating with a tool that was not just my pure fingies, it would be more enjoyable. I would not put it in nudes, but that's a good point. Generally, that would up my experience of it. But it's it's good, but it's it's intense flavor. So yeah, three and a half for me. All right, couple now, three yeah. and a half because I like thinking how to make something a little bit better. Take a bunch of these. <laughs> put I don't know that that could be taken in all kinds of ways. Take these pretzels. Put it in a bag, crush it up, and then add it kind of not to noodles like you were saying, but add it but to, to like rice maybe bowls. bread and make like a crunchy garlic bread. You're gonna like add bread topping. to bread? Yeah. Well, this is no. This you're is like, this yo, is. Yo, man, pretzels. I heard you like bread, so I took, <laughs> took some bread. This is and a crust. It up and... This is a crust for the bread to make it a crunchy garlic bread because you won't need to add anything else. That's funny. Yeah, I like my idea better <laughs> than the bread. Putting it in noodles? <laughs> noodles? Yeah, yeah, you don't like crunch? You don't like, just, like watercress in your noodles? It, it just have, a crunchy it something? garlic noodles just no. recently, and, and I mean, that's good. So why not? But You don't like not. peanuts in your noodles? Hmm. No, no, not really. What? I love like, peanuts I love the flavor of a pad thai, but like... I'll do unless, it in my rice, too. If, you, the, if it makes you feel better, I'll do it in the rice. Okay. Unless the peanuts are rice. like really mm, tiny. Garlic butter rice. That could be okay. With Ooh. pretzel crunch. Spamasubi. <laughs> Crush it up, wrap the spam in it. There you go. I don't know what that is. 
I don't. I was thinking. I like I how like, into it you were. <laughs> like you felt, you, it just felt like a super broy oh. moment, and I was like, "Nice, I love that energy," but I don't know what that is. Tell us now. Uh, this is a food hour. It's like a Hawaiian Hawaiian dish, I guess it's. Oh, oh I forgot that you used to winter in Hawaii. <laughs> well, and my <laughs> wife's family and everything like that. But it's essentially spam, <laughs> nori, rice, and then you wrap it up and make it like a hand, like a little sandwich, essentially. So With the meat's on the spam, outside. Spam's in the middle. Two layers of rice and then the seaweeds on the outside. Oh, uh, okay. And the spam is gonna... cooked with like a teriyaki or something. Um, and that's it's just a really good hand held <laughs> food. Um I thought you were gonna say that it was your favorite, second favorite item on the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> no. The man summers in Hawaii and winters in Las Vegas. Or <laughs> uh, the other way other around. Way around. <laughs> Yeah, come see me while I'm in Vegas. This is an off-air conversation. This is a, <laughs> we should, you know what? Uh, people, you can, if you want to connect with us and give us your ratings on the snack or just say, hey, I use ChatGPT to redo your whole show and run your lives, that's fine. Uh, you can message us at John Chi Show on all the social platforms. Um, you can probably email us. To, well, yeah, we have a new email. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have a new email. John Chi Show right. at gmail.com. <laughs> There you go. You said the Gmail like it was. It's pretty simple. <laughs> Gmail, John Chi Show. Simple. We're using this. Uh, you've probably never heard of them before. Probably yeah, never. Uh, we're gonna put them on. We're gonna give them a little bump. We're gonna give them a little John Chi Show bump. M A I L dot com. Google Mail. Yeah. You can leave us a voicemail at nine seven two six seven seven eighty eight sixty seven. Or yeah, that's that's all the ways you can connect with us. And if you'd like to go to our website, johnsonshow.com, uh, to learn more about who we are or support the show, johnsonshow.com slash support is the best way to do that. I'm at KJ Rilke, wherever I want to be found on the internet. I am Nowak on Instagram. And I'm at Patrick in the world. Yeah. Everywhere so, else. <laughs> until, thanks for hanging out with us. Sorry we had like an unscheduled, unannounced break, but, uh, you know, life, life just be like that. Mm-hmm. Patrick people, was suddenly, he's like, oh, yeah, I can't make that. I'm going to be in Arizona marveling at the grandeurs of the universe. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's fine. So I really see. wanted to do the bit where he goes, where are all the, <laughs> where all the where's the mountain with all the faces? There was way too many people there for <laughs> to do it as loudly as I wanted to do it. Um, sorry, y'all. Had to go on vacay. It's it was okay. we got We were going to get some uh, guests back on here soon, so... So yeah, yeah. Nathan's we'll gonna finish going through puberty. I yeah. know. <laughs> it's so, okay. Until, until, until next Nathan week. finishes hitting puberty. <laughs> Johnny. Hey hey oh. Hey oh. The garlic. Oh wow! <laughs> it's the garlic. Taking me back. <laughs> <laughs>